0: Another episode of The Healing Podcast brought to you by Marin General Hospital. Here's Bill Klaproth.
1: Immunotherapy has become an important part of the fight against certain types of cancer and new types of immune treatments are being studied and will soon impact how doctors treat cancer in the future. Here to talk with us about immunotherapy is Dr. Barbara Galligan, medical oncologist and hematologist at Marin General Hospital. Dr. Galligan, thank you for your time. Can you start by explaining to us what is immunotherapy? Sure.
0: So immunotherapy is a Collection of treatments that oncologists have at their fingertips to treat cancer patients. Immunotherapy, in some senses, has been around for a long time. For example, simple vaccines can be thought of as immunotherapy because they're a way for your body to rev up its immune system to fight infection. Today, there's newer forms of immunotherapy in the form of antibodies and what we call checkpoint modulators, which are medications that also rev up the immune system to fight cancer.
1: So you're basically using your Own immune system to fight the cancer. Is that right?
0: That's right. Our immune systems are active every day in scanning our bodies to find any cells that might be abnormal, cancer cells being a type of abnormal cell. And what can happen is two things. One is the immune system can be suppressed and lose its ability to find and track out any potential cancer cells in the body. Or there can be a cancer that grows and outsmarts the immune system and basically says to the immune system, ignore me, I'm not a cancer. And these immunotherapies can reverse that process.
1: So this is really interesting. How does this work? How do you tell the immune system, okay, I need you to turn on and go after this cancer cell?
0: Right. Well, there's a lot of different types of immunotherapy. The ones that are getting the most press right now are called checkpoint modulators. And they're called that because our immune system has checkpoints on it. If the immune system was functioning at full blast all the time, it would be too active. It would basically start attacking healthy cells and healthy tissues. That's how things such as autoimmune diseases develop. However, cancer uh, cells are aware that there are these checkpoint breaks on the immune system and cancer cells have sent out signals that can actually put the break on the immune system. What some of these checkpoint modulators do is they take the foot off the brake of the immune system and unmask the cancer cells.
1: Taking the foot off the brake. What a great analogy and a great visualization of this. And Dr. Galligan, this is very personalized, right? It's not like one size fit all, you dial this in for the specific person?
0: Well, there are some treatments now in cancer that are very personalized, uh, meaning that the tumor tissue that's taken out of a particular patient at the time of diagnosis gets tested for abnormalities, and then we try to match our treatment to that testing. Immunotherapy isn't always strictly personalized. Um, there are some times when we might check the tumor itself and see, does it have a marker? Is there something on that tumor tissue that suggests to us that immunotherapy might be effective in treating this cancer? But unfortunately, we don't have a test that's 100% accurate yet. Sometimes there are patients and will test their tumor. And we'll say, wow, this patient looks like he or she will respond to immunotherapy, but they won't. Or there'll be patients that have a marker and we think, wow, this patient is going to have a robust response to immunotherapy, and they don't. So it's not always 100% personalized. We don't always know in advance if the treatment's going to work for the patient.
1: Okay, gotcha. So who is a good candidate then for immunotherapy?
0: In order to determine if someone's a good candidate for immunotherapy, they need to have a good working relationship with their oncologist. It's a very nuanced and complex field, and making the decision if immunotherapy is right for treating a particular patient involves both number one, what type of cancer is this? There are some cancers that do seem to respond to immunotherapy and some cancers that don't. And number two, what is the person's personal medical background like? There are some patients for example, patients with autoimmune disease who may not be eligible for immunotherapy. So it's a very complex decision-making process.
1: So Dr. Galligan, does immunotherapy work better on certain types of cancer?
0: Yes. Yeah, so the poster child for immunotherapy was melanoma. So melanoma was one of the first cancers that was studied for treatment with immunotherapy. And many melanoma patients will respond to immunotherapy. But to put this in perspective, even in the best case scenario, only about thirty percent of patients with melanoma will have a response, and the percentages really fall off from there. In lung cancer, it's probably about twenty to twenty five percent in head and neck cancer, for example, even less. So it's very much a decision that needs to be made between the oncologist and the patient if immunotherapy is the best option. There are a lot of types of cancer out there that are better served being treated with something other than immunotherapy because they're just not that responsive.
1: So for someone who does qualify and chooses the option of immunotherapy, how is it administered?
0: There are different types of immunotherapy. The one we've been speaking about the most, these checkpoint inhibitors, are administered intravenously through one of the patient's veins in an infusion room. The other types of immunotherapies, things such as vaccines and antibodies, some are administered by shots. So it really, again, depends on which type of immunotherapy the patient receives.
1: And how does the process work? Is it like chemotherapy? Do you go in for multiple visits?
0: That's exactly right. It is similar to chemotherapy. You go in for multiple visits. You sit in a chair in an infusion room and the medication runs in through the intravenous into your veins for a period of time. Sometimes it's an hour, sometimes it's longer. And then you go home and you return on a set schedule every few weeks. An important part of it is that with each return visit, you're seen by a physician and examined to see if you're developing any of the side effects associated with immunotherapy, so that those side effects can be caught early and treated.
1: So what are some of those side effects?
0: Because immunotherapy ramps up the immune system, it can also make the immune system turn on your own healthy tissue. So for example, some patients get a severe diarrhea called a colitis, because their immune system has been so ramped up that it starts to degrade the lining of the colon and the patients develop diarrhea. Any organ in the body can be negatively impacted by immunotherapy, including the liver. Patients can develop a hepatitis and the lungs. Patients can develop a pneumonitis and their hormones can also be impacted. Things like the thyroid hormone can be impacted by immunotherapy. So all of these things need to be carefully monitored when a patient's receiving treatment.
1: And is immunotherapy commonly available at community hospitals?
0: That depends. We have immunotherapy available here at Marine Cancer Care, and it's coming more and more into the mainstream, but there are places in the country where immunotherapy is not available.
1: And Dr. Galligan, if you could look into your crystal ball for me, is immunotherapy the future of cancer care?
0: I think immunotherapy is a very important part of the future of cancer treatment. However, oncologists caution that you never put all your eggs in one basket. We've learned when new therapies have come out, for example, in the past, the anti-angiogenesis therapies, those were therapies directed at how vessels grow to feed the tumor. There was a big splash around those and now they're used sort of modestly. I think the same will be true of immunotherapy. I think we need to have a lot more to learn. I think we can use it more widely in the future, but oncologists will always need to have a toolbox with multiple tools in it to treat cancer because cancer is such a complex disease.
1: Right. So for right now, this is just another tool in the fight against cancer.
0: Absolutely. And that's why working closely with your doctor is important because we like to use several different tools to go after the cancer rather than just focus on one.
1: So Dr. Galligan, you were mentioning earlier about percentages, but even say a 30% chance, that really does give somebody hope.
0: Absolutely. And the great story about immunotherapy is that it's showing to be effective in cancers that have been traditionally very hard to treat. Melanoma, for example, was almost universally a very deadly cancer, and we didn't have a lot of good treatment for it. So it is truly miraculous that we now have a therapy that will drive some of these patients into remission. And the other great side of immunotherapy is that remissions can be very long term. We have patients who are receiving several years of benefit from receiving immunotherapy
1: such good news and important research happening. Dr. Galligan, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate it. For more information and for health tips and information from Marin General Hospital, please join Health Connection at maringeneral.org healthconnection. That's maringeneral.org healthconnection. This is the Healing Podcast brought to you by Marin General Hospital. I'm Bill Klaperoth. Thanks for listening.